Good morning, or afternoon if you're in the east, or evening if you're in Europe, or bright and early if you're in Australia, New Zealand, or if you're watching on replay, give me a hashtag replay, let me know uh, you've been watching. I really enjoy dropping these little truth bombs for you. Yesterday we had our overview experience, which is a deep, intensive emotionally exhausting five hour but liberating yet liberating at the same time five hour deep dive into the root cause of why we're confronted by our relationship challenges the root cause of why we are bumping up against the same resistances the imposter syndrome the same fears again and again and again the same patterns the same habits we basically unpacked the reason why and oh hello thank you diana's my sound check because i've been having some issues with facebook go 45 minutes in people are like it sounds choppy and i'm like ah because of all the um i, I like to channel um what i'm sharing in these transmissions because i take a question i integrate it and use it to serve because they're very good questions and you, the sign of a really good um book a really good workshop a really good seminar is that it opens up you open you up to a, a rabbit hole of more questions and ultimately the search that we're all going for is a deep dive into the holy grail of human existence which is to be able to look in a mirror and and say these three th three words i love you and be able to actually mean it that is the net result of all of the work now i'm going to talk a little bit about counseling and therapies because we have this happen a lot i have a lot of people reaching out to me and they say oh i've done so much work I've done so much work. I've spent thousands. I've done so much. We do counseling every week in the last eight months, and we haven't gotten anywhere. I'm going to explain to you why that is. I had to figure that out for myself two years ago after my last breakup, re realizing I was getting into the same patterns again and again and again, and I've done so much work. Why is it that I was in this exact um crap I have tell telling my kids that since they were little people hey Samantha what's up uh, I'm not sure what it is that I that I said that you've you've told them that um, but here I am realizing that I've now reached another pattern with all of the work that I've done why is it that I'm still bumping up in the same thing and secretly here's what we're looking for we want the other person whether we're in a relationship whether it's with your mother whether whoever we just want them to finally just see us we just want to be seen we just want them to get us we just want them to finally see things from our perspective and not mistreat us so much why can't they treat us the way we deserve okay and then if you really ask this question and you you'll notice if you if you look around you this is what we covered yesterday at the overview experience the trigger that you're you're bumping up against there's a just like when included in it which is the entire point of this whole trigger proof conversation is that nothing please write this down nothing that you're going through right now with your partner with COVID-19 
with your business, with your health, really is about what's happening right now. And Samantha, you were even mentioning how you just woke up and you had the humidity and the smells maybe of, you know, the spring, the flowers coming out. And all of a sudden you had a trigger based on the panic that you experienced last year. Your nervous system is every single moment of your life throughout your life recording implicit memories in your body in your senses, in the cells of your body, and it's not even at a cognitive level. You might not even have memories of it in childhood, but then you'll walk into a room, you'll smell something, and boom, you'll go back just like when that old experience. So what do you do then? Well, let's go to a counselor and work out our problems, or let's do cognitive-based work, which is all fine and good. I've been there, done that, I've done them all, I've done the best of the best of the best cognitive work. But then when I hit that two years ago point and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I still bumping up against this same thing? I realized that there was a big missing piece. This make it missing piece is what I want to share with you today so that you can really understand that I'm not bagging on psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors. They're very important and it's really, you know, important to have somebody that you trust to talk to, to feel heard. But I'm now opening up a conversation about healing. If you're interested in healing, okay, there's two different, there's a different conversation now. Now, you want to go to couples counseling. Well, here's usually what couples counseling is. Two people who are little children, unconscious of their little wounds that they're playing out, going to a counselor, i.e. mommy or daddy, to get their validation and finally be seen and heard. Do you see what she said? Now will you treat me properly? That's really what you're unconsciously looking for, which is your child mind speaking. Okay? You have two parts to your brain. This is why counseling doesn't work fully, because you have an adult mind that knows what to do, that has great ambition, that knows, that, that, uh, that wants to start their business, that wants to have a healthy relationship, but then you have a different part of your brain, the emotional center, your child brain, that was developed long before you had language, okay? That was even developing in, in utero, okay? When you were a, uh, a fetus okay this is your child mind and what happens is um, every problem you have every stuckness that you're having within your relationships is because your adult mind and your child mind are not actually working together okay let me give you an example your adult mind wants to be in a relationship it says that's it I want to be in a relationship but what happens is your child mind gets triggered in the relationship and then wants freedom and gets space because it's terrified of intimacy because as a child, Jen, your partner, when they got close, didn't get their emotional needs met and had to self-soothe. And in order for them to be okay, they just had to have space to be able to deal with their own problems themselves. And so to, to rely on somebody is terrifying to that individual, to a child mind. The problem is when you're, Jen, in your child mind, you can't fucking see that. You're too busy playing victim, because you're in your child mind, to their child mind. 
and two children are trying to get the counselor to validate them. There's no healing in that. The only, the only one that's good for is the counselor. See you guys next week. Well, let's deal with this next week. Let's talk next week. I think we've made some great progress. Let's move next week. Both people still have not yet integrated their adult and child brains. This has got nothing to do with each other. Whenever I'm helping people who are stuck, whatever, this is, you got to approach it like the other person does not exist. And everything that you're wanting, make a list of everything that you're wanting the other person to see and the, the, the other person to validate within yourself and your work is to learn how to give that all to yourself in, in fact that's what the relationship is all about you got to redefine relationship a relationship is a safe is a safe space is an ideal scenario a safe space for two people to heal and evolve and grow together through their childhood woundings that's what the purpose of a relationship is it's not to make you happy the purpose of a relationship is not to make you happy. If you went in expecting that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say you're in for a rude awakening. The purpose of a relationship is to bring up all your old childhood woundings, because that's what you're, each, each of you are going to do, to one another, like a perfect lock and key, and with the, so that you could love those abandoned parts of yourself you're missing the boat if you're expecting them but but I want them to respect me yes I totally get that they are oftentimes treating you the way that you are treating your younger parts okay so the adult mind wants to be in a relationship but the child mind wants freedom so when you get triggered the child mind takes over and sabotages another example is your adult mind wants to start a business says that's it I'm gonna start a business you start going off and then all of a sudden you get triggered and when you get triggered you then result you then revert back to her younger self and your younger self grabs the bus and the child mind that doesn't feel safe that can't handle rejection all of a sudden stops themselves from from starting their business so they say stay stuck well I wanna go start a business well I wanna go back to school I want to get my degree. I want to really up-level myself. You have this desire. Your adult brain says so. So you start moving and then all of a sudden your child mind shows up and says, no, 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 no. I can't handle rejection. And then boom. And what happens is your adult mind and your child mind are at war with one another. And you haven't learned how to integrate those two. And then your partner hasn't either. So what happens is two people who had a great intention, all the right intentions of dating one another, but then what ends up happening is you trigger the shit out of one another and then you have two eight-year-olds at it. And it's funny, one of my patients is a divorce lawyer. And I, uh, he would come into his, he would, you know, he was coming in to see me when I was full-time chiropractic. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, fuck, it's like dealing with a bunch of children. And I'm like, it's funny you should say that. You actually are dealing with a bunch of children. Two people who are going through a breakup, relationship limbo, both of them are actually, and I started explaining this to him, both of them are actually triggered into their old wounds. 
when you get triggered, you then become the age emotionally of that younger part of you that this person is bringing up. <laughs> That's why when you get into an argument with your partner and you're just like, fuck, he's like a child or she's like a child right now. You're acting like a baby. You're absolutely right. You're not dealing with their adult mind right then. You're dealing with a human being who has no capacity to self-regulate their triggers and whatever you've brought up in them, Jen, whatever you've brought up in them has reverted them back to when they were five years old, eight years old, and they don't know how to deal. Their five or eight-year-old self was never seen by their parent and probably you're ex giving them that same experience, Jen. You're giving your partner that experience that, fuck, there's no point in me going there and hanging out because I'm not going to be seen. It's all going to be about her and how she's not, you know, validated and she's not treated right and I'm feeling once again completely unseen, unheard. Fuck it. I'm not even going to bother because what good will it do me by going there? I'm not going to get my needs met. That's her child mind. Then yours is going to be the same thing but from your own wounding. And you're going to go to a counselor and hopefully say, ah, ah, see, I was right, which is your fucking childlike self coming out. Your ego, your childlike mind, your ego, which is there protecting your wounded child, wants to be right. That's why therapies and counseling, they don't work. But here's, the, here's when they do work. Once you learn the art of taking care and integrating your child mind and your adult mind, which is work, which is your work to do, which is my work to do, which is all of our work to do here in this community, if you're into the conversation of healing, that's the only thing that's going to save And I've gone throughout my entire life, I'm 44 now, I had to wake up to the fact that I was like, fuck, I'm 43, I haven't had a secure attachment, I've gone into the same again and again hoping that one day I'm gonna meet the right person who's not gonna bring up all of that shit who I don't have to then feel those horrible feelings of not feeling seen and heard that I did all throughout my childhood and uh, then I'll be happy eh, big illusion what happened was I, I looked and I saw what was going on I was like fuck I know what this is about. This isn't about my ex. This isn't about her. And I took on the role. Here's how you. Here's how you. Here. Here's how you solve this. You start with the premise that that other person does not even exist. They're just an illusion. They're just a mirror for you, for all of your unhealed parts. Pretty crazy, isn't it? Pretty revolutionary, right? Who says that? I know. This is not the same old same old that you've heard right now go go somewhere else and hear the same shit <laughs> this is completely different this is new it's not really new it's actually quite recent and this is what Dr. Shafali and all the people who are talking about somatic body-based healing this is what we're talking about now this is how you become trigger proof not by running away from triggers but by running towards them does it mean you Here's the question. Should I stay or should I go? Do you want to know the answer to that? If you'd like to know the answer to that question, if you'd like to know the answer to that question, I have the answer for you. Should I stay or should I go? Here's the answer. This is what I discovered. 
you could divorce, you could leave. I did. I divorced my wife 10 years ago. This is my second marriage. I divorced my wife in 23, it was, it was 10, 11, 9 years ago. But I actually wasn't divorcing my wife. I realized something. I was actually trying to divorce my mother. I was trying to divorce the feel, the familiar feelings that I was feeling in my relationship with my mother. That's who I was divorcing. And then later on, when I discovered that every other relationship I was going into, I was feeling the same thing. I was like, what's up? What's wrong with all these fucked up women? And then I realized, oh, fuck. This is embarrassing. I took the microscope that I used to pinpoint all of their gr the grievances that I had and I turned that microscope into a fucking mirror. Put away the microscope. You want to heal. I know this is a triggering conversation because your child mind wants to be right and wants to make the other person wrong and wants to justify why you feel the way you feel and so wounded and hurt. I get it. But the way that you heal is very painful. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's the road less traveled. It's the very uncommon conversation in a world full of people stuck in a victim identity. That conversation is to put that microscope down and put that little magnifying glass microscope down using to really nitpick at all the faults of the other person and to pick up a mirror and to start using every trigger as a window to as a portal it's a portal Jen I know you love the conversation of the portal the portal is open okay great check this out the portal the trigger every trigger your partner brings up is a portal is an access point to going inside inside you and finding all of the parts of you that you've already abandoned long a time ago because of trauma because it was uncomfortable and unsafe to be in your body because nobody taught you how to process feelings that came up nobody taught you to sit there and go wow you're really angry right now and it totally I totally understand why and it totally makes sense you can be angry and I still love you that wasn't how parents were taught they didn't understand attunement they didn't understand the dorsal vagal shutdown and the sympathetic uh, sympathetic uh, nervous system and then the ventral vagal and all of these different phases of our nervous system that have different requirements for ourselves to be able to self-regulate didn't they didn't have this information so what happened was when feelings came up you were likely taught or conditioned to suppress them or not trust them or not have them validated and that familiar pattern is what you tend to just like freaking flies to honey you get really connected to oftentimes the big love at first sight like ah like instant kind of connection comes from trauma bonds <laughs> woundings of both of you that have perfectly attuned woundings in other words the emotional um, uh, challenges that your mother or father had which was so familiar that you were with you migrate to like like nobody's business you just you're all in with that 
right? And so you just, oh my gosh, this is so familiar. And so what it is, it's the universe's crazy way, fucked up way of having you go back and love the parts of you you've abandoned. If you get this right, what happens is, should I stay or should I go becomes, I'm in no hurry to leave. I'm going to use over the next three months, four months while I commit to doing this work, I'm going to use every trigger, and this is what happened to me, after two years, here it happened. Two years ago after the breakup that we had, I discovered, holy shit, this is not about her, this is my mother. What I did, I did the unthinkable. I moved back in with my parents. I've shared this story many times. I put my place up on Airbnb, and as a 43-year-old, I stopped working. I stopped distracting myself by trying to coach other people. I put a halt on my business for six months. That's why this COVID thing doesn't scare me, because I've already taken six months off of work, six months off of not earning an income, six months of not knowing if I'm going to have another paycheck again. Scared the fucking shit out of me, but I was like... I have no choice. And I invested probably around twenty to $25,000 in coaching, myself and my ex as well. We both did our own work. We went from anger management, which was a complete waste of time, which was a blessing because now I know it's a complete waste of time. It doesn't really actually do healing. I just wanted to try it. We both did it, went and did really high-level coaching and and some seminars. And what I discovered was the integration with the inner child the conversation of being in a community of integrating the inner child with the adult mind and it completely changed the game now we decided to get back together but this time I went in with the knowledge that I'm using we're both using the relationship to heal the broken parts of ourselves and within about four to five months after within two months of healing those parts of me that were drawn to her in the first place I realized wow this relationship I'm not inspired to be in it anymore and I wasn't leaving out of a state of I'm angry with you and fuck you I'm out of here no there's just this pull is that the question you want to ask is you know you want to leave but that's your you know your your pissed off child child mind self the question you want to ask is what is it that I would love to do when I have an open heart see right now oftentimes when people are in couples counseling or therapy there's such a resentment that your heart is completely closed so making a decision on a closed heart won't do you any good because you'll always look back and regret it but what happened was I learned how to open my own heart rather than having her do it for me. I learned how to open my own heart. And from a place of an open heart, I was like, yeah, this relationship, I'm, it doesn't work for me and I'm ready to move forward. And that codependent, addictive, and we were like codependently addicted to one another. Like I didn't think I was ever, I, was, I thought I was going to die before getting out of this relationship. That's why I understand this whole toxic codependent narcissistic codependent cycle I was stuck in one for four years and I thought I would never be able to have a healthy relationship that's based on mutuality and based on safety and co-regulation and non-neediness both sides and that when we would get into an argument like before it'd be like I gotta get out of here or oh my god I hope they don't leave those two extremes are like when now when conflict happens there's like Oh, there's no threat to the relationship. We're going to handle this, but we're just pissed off at one another. 
the joke she always says is, I would just want to push you off this ferry. <laughs> the ferry from Vancouver to Victoria. I'm going to push you off the ferry is what she loves to say. It's our little joke that she has for me. But never do I worry, oh my gosh, oh, the relationship is, is jeopardized. That safety, that foundation is there because I already filled the cracks in the floorboard. And I made sure that, you know, yes, what I, I, I fully healed my relationship with my mother. And so when I was leaving the relationship, I wasn't leaving my mother. I was leaving the person. So you want to make sure when you're divorcing the person or you're cutting them out, who is it that you're really cutting yourself out with? Is it your mother or father? Because if that's the case, that person, you're just going to repeat it again on a different, with a different haircut. <laughs> You'll have the same relationship again and again. Yes. And to say overview, using the overview as the module to stay, yes. yes. I'm it's like you're telling me to accept being not treated. Okay, I got it. So you're 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 telling me to accept not being treated well. Okay. So right now, Jen, you're 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 basically you're coming from the standpoint of a victim, which I understand. You're resentful because of how you've been treated. And what you're asking me to do is is probably what your girlfriend say is like, oh, they're no good for you. They don't be got to treat you well. You go find someone who's going to treat you well. Okay, that's what your friends would say to support you. What I would say is, I get that they're not treating you well, but you're very blindsided as to what your role in the dance is. They don't mistreat you for no reason. It's wiser for you to understand. You're not you're not coming from a place of understanding. You're still coming like the 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 tone of your comment. I'm trying to be a dick to you. I'm just you came to the you came to the overview experience yesterday, and so you're you know I consider you family now, and that you've given me a little bit of liberal liberation and and uh, some some you know. Uh, creative uh some creative uh what's the word creative license that's the word i'm looking for some creative license to be a little bit playful for you but your tone is this you're telling me to accept not being treated well i better be treated well okay so here's the thing if i'm not being treated well by my partner my job number one first is to put the oxygen mask on and resource myself because what's happening is she's bringing up a moment of not treating you well. So you're taking it as rejection, abandonment. Perfect. You can either go, fuck you, I'm going to only hang around people who, don't tr who, who treat me well. Or you can actually go, all right, so what's she doing right now? This is the work. This is, by the way, this is what the work would be. If we were working together, this is what I would have you do. We would work one-on-one. -on -one. This is what I'd have you do. All right. What's she bringing up in you? She's not treating you well. What? She didn't call you back. She, she didn't acknowledge you. Whatever it is, she rejected you. Chances are, with my experience, you're taking it as a rejection or an abandonment. These, this is really what's happening based on your share about the whole codependency thing and that you're a um, uh, anxious attached. That's usually what the anxious attached codependent will experience. They're they basically deep abandonment wounds. So she's not treating you well. All right. Just like when? Just like, like Ah, just like mom. Ah, okay. 
Now, here's the opportunity. That, if you were doing the work, didn't, you know, you were, your camera was off for like 90% of it, and there was no engagement, so I didn't know whether you were really processing or you were just a spectator. That's how. This work, by the way, isn't just kind of like, I'm um, just munching on popcorn and watching. You literally got to be engaged in it. That's the key. What happens is you go back to see that that abandonment and betrayal was actually a, a, a repetition of a, a dynamic that you have with mom or dad. And what you do in that is once you really get into overview and you really do that meditation right, you see that mom wasn't trying to mistreat you, that you weren't actually a victim to mom that mom was actually acting out of unconsciousness that mom that whatever you were doing in that dynamic with mom was triggering something within her a failure within her an insufficiency within her so the way that she was behaving towards you was based on a trigger that you brought up that's not your fault that's no fault of your own you were completely unconscious about and so was she and what happens is in that moment once you've resourced yourself and you're able to go in and connect with little Jen and go I totally see you it must have been totally difficult to, to have somebody your mother treat you that way and she wasn't there for you the way you wanted but I'm here for you now you don't need her to validate you for you to feel full within yourself I see you all of a sudden when you've done that right you've now empathized with yourself you turn around and you see your mother totally differently you're like holy shit we were just in we were just in, in kind of entangled in a dynamic which I was bringing up her own wounding her own feelings of failure her own whatever I was a mirror for of course she was so unconscious and you actually have compassion for her true compassion true like beyond forgiveness to the point where then once you've done it you now see how what she did has helped you dissociate go off into another world and perhaps this is why you became a good actor or a good coach was because you were able to dissociate and go and play different roles so that you could take care of mom and that trauma that you had actually was part of the fucking superpower that you have and that you wouldn't be in the position that you are helping the people that you do if mom was a perfectly well-adjusted regulated attuned mother and then you can go holy shit mom whatever traumas you went through were my gift and I am appreciative of you now all of a sudden you've broken that cycle your mother now is like healed because she's living with regret like every mother what mother doesn't live with mom guilt right especially if she's not talking to her daughter okay that's another one and and instead of being an adult about it her emotional brain has taken over and she acts by running away and playing victim to the whole thing which is what you're finding yourself doing right now. <laughs> the thing that you're judging your mother about, if you'll notice, you're fucking acting it out because of this same cycle that your mother refuses to see. But if you just take the time and resource yourself, that little girl, 
that little girl that your mother that was entangled with your mother and you were to heal the roots you were to dig deep and heal those roots all of a sudden you're resourced all of a sudden you stop needing other people to treat you a certain way before you feel good about yourself in fact people and now what happens to me people scream and yell at me with all this covid stuff going on get away from me like they're doing that and i see through their fears i'm like wow i have compassion for them i don't bring myself in it anymore i don't make it about me i'm like I, i'm not doing anything wrong i'm actually good with where i'm at you must be going through a very difficult time clearly the way that you're treating me right now something is going wrong with you like how can i be there for you Please notice the distinction. I'm not being okay with people treating me like shit. People just don't treat me like shit anymore because of the space that I'm holding for myself. Because the presence that I hold for myself. And people still troll me, but I'm just like, there's like a Teflon around it. Because I've really taken the time to resource those wounded parts of me that get triggered when somebody mistreats me or rejects me. What you're asking is, are you going to just be okay with treating? No, what I'm saying is when you do the work, that question fucking dissolves. And all of a sudden, you then realize that, that partner, you are involved in the dance of your partner's protest behavior. Okay, you see her mistreatment of you as protest behavior of her wounds. See, if I have a childhood wounding, and here's what happened. In my, in my relationship, in my marriage, I had an abandonment wound with my mother. So when my relationship and my marriage started falling apart and I didn't feel seen because I, here's what happened. We got into a big fight and I'm like, I can't be like this. And I can't be in this relationship anymore. If this is going to be like that, I want a divorce. I, I said those words, right, to her. Not knowing that when she was, well, I knew, but I didn't really put all of this together. When she was one years old, her father left her mother. So talk about abandonment wound. I didn't know it at the time, but the second when I got into a relationship and we got married and then, you know, three years into the marriage, we get into a really bad argument. I go, I'm going to get, I want a divorce. All of a sudden, boom, she goes into dorsal vagal shutdown. She stops connecting with me and now sex was not good anymore we couldn't connect and I'm like what's wrong and she goes I don't know I don't know but at the time I didn't realize she was in full-on dissociation completely and she I was like what's wrong why are we not together I'm the communicator right and she was just completely like shut down I'm like what why are you why are you not connecting she's like I don't know and I'm like what do you want she goes I don't know she would keep saying that and keep saying that and keep saying that I thought she didn't love me what I now realize was what I triggered in her was an abandonment wound and had her mistreating me and not treating me well not seeing me properly and I was playing victim to that so I said fuck it I'm gone and guess what her old abandonment wound comes true and now she's forced to face the reality that men abandon their wives and that literally played out as a repetition of what she experienced now both of us over the last 10 years have done a shit ton of healing work we're great together now like as friends she actually attended on zoom to my wedding which you know like and she said some very beautiful words but she's done her own healing work and what she told me was really important she basically said, 
there was a period of time at one point where we were, you know, it was a few months in and I was so frustrated and I was like, what do you want? And I was complaining all the time. She wasn't connecting with me and she's like, no, I don't know. And she goes, you know what I'm doing? I'm just going to go to L.A. We were living in Vancouver at the time. She goes, I'm just going to go to L.A. for a week. I just need to get away. She didn't realize at the time that I had an abandonment wound with my mother and I was asking for her love and for her to go and spend a week in LA with friends was the ultimate abandonment that was the click that was the that was the clincher for me and afterwards when we talked about it and I was just I started repeating protest behavior I was like screw you abandon me and so we were both playing victim to one another how dare you treat me that way? And I was just a victim to her, not understanding all of her wounding that had her treat me the way she did. Does that make sense? So what happens was after she came back, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I want a divorce. It's over. And so what I got from that is that protest behavior, please understand people's way of treating you I want you to start looking at it as protest behavior because when we are when we we are feeling safe when we have a ventral vagal system our nervous system is functioning in the ventral vagal state which is you know connection when we feel connected when we feel um, uh, safe when we feel like we're in our bodies where we have engagement going on then we don't treat other people like shit we are actually the good side of our humanity comes out but when we are like most people out there right right fucking now full-on dissociation fight or flight or freeze we're like paralyzed we start acting in protest behavior we're not at our best selves we're not kind to one another we're not looking at how to help the other person Jen, you're in this situation where how she's not treating me well. Well, I'm curious as to going, what's going on in her life right now? She must not be going, she must not be doing very well in other areas. What's going on? My question is, what, what are you bringing up in her nervous system that is having her act out in protest behavior? Now, I'm not saying that you should be okay with her treating you like shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying your work is to heal the parts of you so you understand fully you, number one, putting the oxygen mask on you first, and number two, starting to look at another human being from a nervous system perspective and to be able to understand and go, okay, so I don't like how this is feeling, but I'm curious to, to, to heal myself and take care of me so that I can understand you better. Not so that you can keep treating me like shit and I can be a doormat. No, 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 no. So that I can explain, because I, I want to love myself more and I want to love you more. Because that's the only way that we can heal this thing. And that's really the way that it happens. Okay. I don't feel a victim. Well, I know you don't feel like a victim, but if you keep, if I keep talking to somebody, if I keep saying, why don't you treat me a certain way, I'm putting myself in a disempowered role that 
gives you the power to treat me a certain way, thereby putting myself into this triangle that called the drama triangle, where there's a perpetrator that treats a certain way, there's a victim, and then there's some sort of a hero that we're looking for to kind of take us out. And what I'm here to tell you is that if you do your healing work, you get to become the victim. Excuse me, you get to become, uh, if you do your healing work, you get to become the hero. And so... Um, I think I may need to live relationship out of self-respect and that might be true right if if you're if you're being if you're being treated a certain way and there's abuse going on and there's there's physicality of course take the space do your own thing absolutely all I'm saying is you now have a huge opportunity to take responsibility number one how did I get there in the first place how did I get there to the point where I'm so not being respected you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Because here's the fact that we can't ignore, is that we, tre- we teach others, we, t- we teach our partner how to treat us. Please write that down. We treat our partner how to, we teach our partner how to treat us. We teach partner unconsciously how to treat us. And this is unconscious and nobody taught us this. We just have to go figure out this relationship thing on our own. And here's the crazy thing. I don't care if you're making $5 million a year in your business. If you don't have a secure attachment at home, it's not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it. You know, I used to follow mentors and guides that were all, you know, all about business and and, but they didn't have really healthy relationships at home. And I, as I was following them, my life started to demonstrate exactly what, what it was like that way, what, what they were doing. And I was like, eh, it's time for me to kind of get into my body and heal that fragmented part of myself so that, so that, I, could, so that I could create the most amazing thing in the world, which is a secure attachment. And my heart goes out to you. I know that it's possible for you. You're a badass. And there's some amazing healing opportunity for you. And I'm not saying to stay in the relationship. I'm not saying to leave. That's not my decision to make. I'm saying it's time for you to make a list. Here's what I want you to do, Jen. I want you to make a list of all of the resentments that you have about the relationship, about her, 
okay and I want you to make a here's what I want you to do this is uh, I have taught her how to treat me because I've disowned my needs absolutely right so and the, the thing is is that you're likely going to blame her for that and you're gonna say but you don't you're not giving me my, you're not helping me get my needs met which is the victim perspective even though you don't feel like a victim you're playing that role right which you know disempowers yourself right especially somebody who is who I perceive is so freaking powerful right and I and this is what we hear all the time my the person the people that reach out to me the most are usually women in relationships who are badass business babes got their shit together on lockdown at at, 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 at work nailing it they're crushing it but then in personal relationships why do I keep showing up needy why do I keep showing up as as like the needy pursuer one and the answer to that is because of attachment wounds you're not attached to your clients emotionally okay you haven't you haven't gotten intimacy there but in your attachment wounds all of a sudden when you get attached now all cognitive therapeutic bets are off and you are now being run by your unconscious complexes which is in your body which is why therapy traditional therapies and counseling aren't going to work if you want to heal this is a conversation about healing and that the way that you heal is your nervous system gives you indicators your nervous system is constantly letting you know it's giving you information of what you need to heal guess what that information is your triggers whatever is triggering you is valuable information of parts of you that you've abandoned and I'm interested I've done it all I've experienced it all I've as far as healing work goes I've been a chiropractor for the last 20 years almost and doing spending hundreds of thousands in coaching and seminars and training I've I've nailed down the, the the answer and the answer is there's no coach or mentor or therapist that's going to replace the work that you're responsible for doing which is to return back your abandoned parts and to start to fill the cracks in the floorboard and make sure that you're the one that gives those needs and change those patterns again and again and again and be willing to be triggered again and again and again and go into every trigger as a portal to go inside and say I'm gonna heal that does that make sense I can't get on board with this I've taught her how to treat me because I've disowned my needs okay you can't get on board with what I'm just curious why the hell is the humidity triggering me and how do I stop associating with me with memories of panic okay good okay great so that's a that's a good question so what will happen is one of the, one of my clients uh, one of my clients I remember uh, and by the way if I'm triggering you and it's pissing you off um, that's another you can you can blame me which happens all the time I'm the uh, target of, of many of that I hate you and it's because what's happening is I'm bringing up a truth that you don't want to face because if you were truly complete with it you'd be like I totally get what you're saying and I I really disagree because I'm really complete with it but if you're incomplete with it your ego is gonna hear what I'm saying and it's gonna be like fuck that guy I hate him I hear it all the time and that's okay so why the hell how not how did how 
to not care about these weird triggers. Okay, so Samantha, you asked a question earlier about how to not care about these weird triggers. So this is what what what'll happen. Here's a great here's a great example of this. Christmas time is a time where a lot of our clients would come in and they would all get sick during Christmas time. Christmas is a time of it's like a fucking minefield of triggers, which totally makes sense, doesn't it? Because if you had really volatile family dynamics, when do they usually come out the most? During Christmas time. So if you had a time where your dad left during Christmas, and this is when relationship challenges become huge. Between Christmas and Valentine's Day, we have the biggest amount of uh, relationship volatility, right? Because we have celebration, so it exposes all of the lies and the incongruencies. And so during Christmas time, people's health starts to go haywire and anxiety goes at an all-time high. Because what happens is these old triggers from our past get stored in our bodies and then that time of year comes by and the cues from the external environment whether it be songs whether it be the cold whether it be whatever it is around you will bring up those pat there's an it's called an association your nervous system has made an association with those things okay so there were two cases this this some this christmas from our clients one of them was claudia who um who every year got sick and we worked through that just so happened that her father uh, her father uh, abandoned the family when she was five and so we healed with the father relationship this was back in we she started in November healed with the father relationship and all different parts with husband and boss and all of that through the work that we did Christmas rolls around and she goes this is the first time I've never gotten sick I'm feeling all of those symptoms coming up, but this time I know exactly what to do as they come up. I know the parts of me this represents. I reconnect with my five-year-old self. It's been coming up lately. It's been big this time around. I feel it coming up, but now I'm not running away from the trigger. I'm not, I understand it. I know why it's there. I'm not running away. I'm not suppressing it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm welcoming it. And I'm using the trigger as a portal to self-love. The question you ask is, how do I just stop having these triggers? Wrong question. Please write this down. I am willing to be triggered. I am willing to. This is how you want what you're looking for is freedom and freedom doesn't come from not being triggered freedom comes from the willingness to be triggered so that you can use that as an access point to, to self-love right and so another case Nikki who had complete horrendous family dynamics and Christmas came around she would get deathly ill every single Christmas this time around because she was connected with that younger part of her the entire time and she was consistently doing that the, the work and staying in the conversation showing up on the group calls talking about it getting coaching as she went through Christmas she she did a cooking for 50 people and this was the first and there was chaos going around her because family big family and they were all quite histrionic and dramatic lo and behold Christmas rolls around and she is not she goes this is the first Christmas I didn't get sick I felt all the triggers come up the same patterns but this time I knew to go inside 
So Samantha, if something happened for you last year, okay, if something happened for you last year that you had panic, well, what you're going to want to do, if we were working together, I would want to go back to that what happened last year and unpack all of that. You didn't have panic attacks for no reason. What was going on around your life at the time? Okay, that was a really dark time for you. What was going on around your life? Did you just move into something? Did you just level up to, to a new thing? Did you just get married? Did you just get a new job? Did you just get a new thing? Every level up that you do in your life will bring the devil up. But the thing is, most therapies, you just talk about it, you don't have the tool, you didn't have the tools at the time to go inside and see whatever came up for you around last year at this time was a reenactment for an earlier time in your life. Okay? It was an earlier time in your life that that thing was a mirror for. So that trigger last year has a, has a source, has a part of Samantha that, that you abandoned, that is begging for your attention. So now one year comes by, the same triggers come up and you're like, here I go again, reminding me of last year, which you can go last year. You have many options. You can go back and reconnect with that last year part. Some of the tools that you just remember, you're, you're now consciously incompetent. Remember, you were unconsciously incompetent. Now you're consciously incompetent. You're like, oh shit, now what do I do? Good question. You go back and you find out exactly what meaning you're making out of that. Where are parents with that part of you again and again and again, and then the part of you from last year. So now when it you wake up in the morning and you have panic, you now know exactly what to say. You go into your body, you reconnect, and you are now with that five-year-old version of you and that last-year version of you, and you guys are energetically connected, and you're doing the body healing work of it. And then, once you've done that, the cognitive work, you'll be able to see the other side of it. You'll be able to see what amazing things were happening last year at the same time, which you couldn't see because you're too busy in dorsal vagal shutdown. So this is dual. My family issues caused it. Bingo. Bingo. Triggered panic disorder. Non-stop panic for months and months. Right. So this is old stuff from mom that you hadn't really fully healed from. So your panic is, your panic attack was a gift, Samantha. It was basically, you go to Jamaica, uh, had panic attacks in Jamaica, which then triggered, yeah, the falling out with your mom's family, which from last year, didn't come from last year, did it? This was an old wound, Samantha. And your anxiety is because of a fracture from yourself. We covered, there's three things about anxiety. Three anxiety uh, tr truth bombs that we talked about yesterday. Number one, anxiety is just a trigger that's been prolonged. Number two, anxiety is your inner child screaming for attention. And number three, or I mixed them up, anxiety is caused by a fracture from yourself. So the falling out from your mom basically was you turning around, judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself after the trigger from your mom. So you and your mom's falling out with your mom's family had you turning around and believing something about yourself. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not, I'm rejected. 
whatever feelings that the five-year-old version of Samantha was feeling came up with the falling out from your mom's family. And now it's association because of the time of year, it's happening again. It's all working your anxiety is a gift that's helping you please begging your younger self. I, I just imagine the five-year-old Samantha going, please, please, please come back to me. Stop running away from me. Stop trying to, stop trying to, to get rid of me. Stop trying to remove me. I'm not going away until you come back to me. I've studied anxiety at, at length, helped people get off of their medications. This is the path. There's no, there's no other way. If you don't, what'll happen? If you don't, it woke me up. No issues with mom been going on. No issues with mom have been going on my entire issues with mom have been going on in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> Getting a revelation thanima. Good. Revelation is useless until you unless you actually fucking do something about it. Unless you take action, it's just a mindgasm. Ah, oh, I just came. Thank you. But what am I gonna do with that is the, the most important thing. Hopefully, uh, I totally get what you're saying, and I think I am complete with it. Okay, great. Great. Fantastic. You now have realized that you've been abandoning yourself, and that's, that is to stop. Perfect. If you decide to end the relationship, my heart goes out to you, and I, I'm fully in support of that if that's what you decide. And it's wise for you to now start. You're now at base camp. This is what I tell people. Okay, you just decided. It sounds to me you're like, I'm done. I'm done with the relationship. I'm going to stop disrespecting myself. Good. Perfect. Yay, good. That's a big step for you because you decided you were you came into the workshop wondering what should I do? If that's what came of it, fantastic. Better than just sitting in analysis paralysis for the next 6 months, right? But here's what happens. I want you to look at it this way, Jen. You are now at base camp and there's Mount Everest. And Mount Everest is what we all really want and we all deserve. It's in our, it's, it, it's your destiny is to create a secure attached relationship. So the question you want to ask yourself is who do I need to become in order to have that? And to answer that is to get complete with the part of you, Jen, that completely gave away her needs completely said yes, completely didn't have boundaries, and didn't feel worthy within herself to set them in the first place. Because if you don't complete that, your next relationship will be a repetition of the same person, different haircut. And that's not what I want for you. I want you to actually, you're, you're, like, you're doing amazing, you're crushing it, but imagine what you will be doing when you actually feel that safe space at home and what gift that will be to your son as well. That's my concern because these unhealed wounds get passed on to our kids. These unhealed wounds get passed on to our kids unconsciously because we are just stuck in that cycle and our children don't feel seen because you don't know how to see your own inner child and there's no way you're going to be able to see your own kids. <laughs> Balls deep. Need to force myself to sit with these feelings and not be afraid that they'll... Exactly! Yes, yes, 100%, Samantha. You, When you first reached out to me, you were like, I just don't want to feel the fear. I don't want to feel the panic. No, no, you're going to have to actually get looking at it as it's actually I'm, I'm willing to feel 
feel the fear. I'm bring it on. You're going to have to take a bring it on attitude, right? And I, I encourage you to actually, you know, go all in and get help. Like just jump in and make, make yourself a priority. I mean, if, if you don't resolve these, what, you know, what's, what's it going to cost you in your life? You know, this next few months of investment of your time and resources to really get complete with this and to learn the tools, to get you to a level of conscious competence with this. What could you do? You're a nurse. Holy crap. You're like, there's, it's limitless what you can do. For those of you I forgot to mention, uh, next week, next day, we're doing our breathwork, inner child and breathwork meditation. I'm going to put the link in the comment section uh, and actually send me a DM. It's, it's just 10 bucks for those of you who aren't uh, part of our community just yet. Uh, but this is kind of your next thing. My commitment to you is to train you over the next year or two to become healthy, secure attachment with your work, with yourself, with your romantic relationships. It's all possible if you stay in the conversation. Even uh, once you get past being afraid, it's an even more amazing feeling. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Avon, you're an amazing example. I'd love for you to share. You're like, you're a completely different person than the person you were last year. Your level of courage, your level of authenticity, your level of intimacy. The thing that we want the most out of anything is intimacy. A, a, a willingness to be, to, to, to be seen, to be heard, to be known. But we must first have the courage to go back to those wounded parts of us that are scared, that are frightened, and to be able to see them first before we can expect the world to treat us in, in the ways that we want. In fact, the world is treating you, your partner is treating you how you're treating yourself. And I really want to encourage you to make a priority changing that conversation. So let me know if you have any other questions. Grateful to be able to share that with you. Your questions are amazing. You guys who showed up yesterday and were vulnerable had tremendous courage. Uh, I was so delighted to guide you through that and I can't wait for next week our inner child meditation I'll send I'll put a link up make sure you join us and this is a chance for you to share this with as many people as possible it's only 10 bucks it's three hours long we do an inner child meditation and then we do an hour of breath work which I guide you into to reconnecting with that younger part so that you can take that adult brain and the child brain and finally have them working together through practice, through community, through sharing, through love. Namaste.